Hey, howdy beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of ML Shots. I'm your host Harshal ji. In case you've been wondering, yes, I was out for about 3 or 4 weeks, but I promise you, all this while I was locked up in a dim lit room with a laptop, internet connection, and a continuous supply of burritos. day and night toiling through archive google scholar hacker news and even twitter gathering an amazing list of papers which i feel move the field of nlp ai and machine learning forward and i'm so excited to share the findings and research of these amazing authors if not anything i promise you that the episodes that we've got lined up are going to make your day bright so hop into ml shots you guessed it bot is back in fashion Today we're talking about a paper Bert Forrek Sequential Recommendations with Bidirectional Encoder Representations from Transformer. We've seen a lot of papers applying Bert to NLP applications. I just want to take a quick detour and talk about recommendation systems and specifically pick up the task of sequential recommendation. So imagine the use case of maybe suggested podcast to listen to, suggested book titles you can buy. if you buy this you might like to buy this and so on which basically is a recommendation of certain items based upon your browsing history or your purchase history or your click impression history basically there is some user interaction which forms a chronological sequence of events based upon which we want to recommend something interesting to you wait a minute now if you think about it logically and if you've been part of sesame street you would know that bot is basically up using the masked language model approach we are training a sequence of tokens with certain tokens dropped out and the objective is to predict that token but for recommendation systems if you apply this same technique verbatim at training time you may drop out certain items from the user's interaction history and try to predict those items but at test time you always always have a sequential list of items on the left hand side and you just have to predict the next item that you want to show the user so it does not directly apply the author points this out and suggests that assume a mask token present at the end of the sequence as well so in addition to having mask uh 15% of the time randomly chosen anywhere in the sequence you always include a few examples where the mask is at the terminal or the end of the sequence so this tries to reduce the gap between the test and train time and is most suitable for a recommendation sequential recommendation application i want to talk about a few more housekeeping things about the model architecture first of all bot is basically a model which you use for pre training and then you find unit for downstream applications but in this paper the bot is actually trained from scratch using the training data for each use case and each benchmark data set so that's a very fundamental difference out here few other elements of the network they use jelu activations instead of relu layer normalization residual connections is the same a key differentiator is that instead of having segment embeddings and if you remember transformers had sinusoid embeddings this paper is using positional learned embeddings along with the token level word embeddings as input representation the training objective does not include next sentence prediction objective that bert has 
it also does not include the special separator character and the cls character which is often used for sentence pair and classification examples in BERT. I typically don't talk about data pre-processing steps that the paper mentions, but I found a neat trick in this paper which I just want to talk about is that when you have ratings which are numerical like 3.4, 5, 6 out of 10, what the author does is basically normalize them to 1 and 0. So this makes it a little more easier for the model to learn and uh, reduces the model complexity and the problem is formulated in a much easier fashion. The other thing is that the model is fixed for a particular length n. So for instance, if the user's interaction history or the click history is more than length n, then you pick the most recent n items. The other thing is that um, these are sorted by timestamp in chronological order and the user should have at least five items of interaction. Yo, listen to me. I think you should really look at this paper because it has really good ablation studies. I want to pick out one of them, which is the mask probability ratio, which is basically saying if it's closer to one, then you're trying to mask a lot more tokens. If it's closer to zero, you're trying to mask very little tokens. So um, th there's very something very insightful in this paper is that as you increase the sequence length of your data set, like say 200 tokens, uh, having a higher mask probability is actually deteriorating uh, the performance of the model. The reason being that with a higher sequence length and a higher mask ratio, the model has to predict a lot more tokens. There's more error uh, or chance of an error happening and it's a much tougher problem. So for shorter sequence lengths, you can have a high mask ratio, but for longer lengths, a small mask ratio. There's a few more charts on ablation study where they compare the effect of the dimensionality of the embeddings. They compare the sequence length of the data set they use. Basically, we have four different data sets, Amazon Beauty, Movie Lens, 1 million Movie Lens, 20 million, and Steam data set. It's kind of an interesting data set. It's about video game distribution platform Steam. They have a beautiful heat map which shows you where the model is attending to. Uh, it's again uh, something which was intuitively very reasonable from the Transformers era that different attention heads try to focus on different subspaces and try to learn different sorts of interactions. Uh, I also love the paper's approach of talking about research questions. Because they're trying to introduce BERT, uh, there are two things coming into this picture. One of them is the bi-directionality of the Transformers and the other one is the mask language model objective. So they actually try to break down whether bi-directionality is helping or not and uh, it is actually helping because when they try to explain this they show that consider where you mask only one single token so in this case you actually have um, not an exact close task but just uh, an item prediction where you have the left and right context to choose from the results are really promising. I can see about at least 5% or sometimes even double digit relative improvement in percentage compared to the previous baseline. And these are all statistically significant metrics, which is very important that the author pointed out. It kind of gives you belief into the numbers reported out here. The other metrics used are NDCG at 5, hit ratio at 1, uh, hit rate at 5, uh, mean reciprocal rank 
and other ranking metrics. And that's a wrap. I hope this paper knocked the socks off your feet. If not, stay tuned. We have exciting episodes coming ahead. I want to give a quick shout out to Fisun, Jun Liu and others from the Alibaba group for this great paper. It actually came out in August 2019. But hey, 2020 didn't happen, right? So we're not so late to this paper. Yo, I can't see your beautiful faces, but drop me a message, hit the subscribe button, shoot me an email if you want me to discuss a specific paper, I'll be happy to look into it. Until then, I'm your host Harshal G and you've been ML Shorted. See ya. And now this.